and gentlemen, welcome to Operation F1. I'm Mickey James. I'm alongside Reese Peak, and we're coming to you straight off the back of the Monaco Grand Prix. Today, we're going to talk all things Monaco Grand Prix and a little re preview to next race. Just before we go into it, we want to say a, a couple of words about the passing of former FIA boss Max Mosley. Reese, I'm going to hand you over. Thanks very much, Mickey James. So, Yes, we've learnt about the passing about the former president of the FIA who has died aged 81. A little bit controversial at times, but a massive part of our Formula One industry that we know today. And yeah, we'll go through just a little bit about his background, what he did for our sport. He did, And he was long, three terms, was it? to yeah. 1993 until 2009. That's it, so it's yeah. It's a decent innings, isn't it? It's a... Yeah, so 1993, he was uh, he was voted in as the FIA president, unopposed after after sort of serving some time within the sport prior to that, and uh, he yeah he had some administrative roles within within the sport, um, but after 1993, FIA president up until 2009, which I believe he had to step down from, but uh, him and Bernie Eccleston, which were great friends, Bernie's come out and said it's like losing family like losing a brother, which those two together had a massive, massive impact within our sport. So, yeah, very saddened to hear about it. And, uh, yeah, I think it, our sports for sure is a, is, is a loss today for, yeah. for, this, for this news. He was elected president of the Manufacturers Commission of the FISA in 1986, the world's, and re- represented the world's motor industry on the World Motorsport Council. So, but after that, he was then, uh, in 1993, made the FIA president. And following the death of Ayrton Senna, uh, Mosley basically just completely reformed safety within yes. our sport. He he had a massive, massive part in, in that. And giving us the Grand Prix that we know today. Yes, yes. So... Um, yeah, he as we said, he's, he was re-elected in 97, 2001 and 2005, each time unopposed. So he was the right man for the job for quite a few generations of our sport. He eventually stood down in 2009, and I believe that was to do with some uh, some issues outside of the sport. That was personal reasons. So, yeah, yeah, great, great shame today. Sad day. Thank you for that, Reese. Thank you. So moving on to Monaco, we now have Red Bull and Max Verstappen leading both tables. Max Verstappen on 105 points with Hamilton on 101 and little Lando Norris down at 56 points in third place. Sterling little effort from him and Red Bull one point ahead now in the constructors with Mercedes in 148 and McLaren in 80. How did you find the race? I've got three things I put down. Boring race. Right. Great outcome. Lots of drama. Yes. Unfortunately, just not on the racetrack. Right. So it was really strange. As I say, boring race. I I counted, what, five, six, seven overtakes? There was just nothing. And there didn't look like there was even even anybody that was looked like they were going to overtake someone during the race. Obviously, as we know, Fernando made a few overtakes at the beginning of the race, which was uh, which was good. But after that, Mick Schumacher unsurprisingly passes his teammate uh, on the first lap. I 
can't think of another overtake. A uh, little battle, Vettel and, and Gasly, but no, no, no overtakes. And, and for me, we were talking about some changes that need to be made. Maybe yeah. we will touch upon that later. But as far as the race result is concerned, even though it was a boring race, it's been the perfect outcome. As you say, Red Bull uh, and Max Verstappen now leading the, the standings, which is the first time since the German Grand Prix in 2018. Right. So there yeah, goes... Mercedes haven't been... Mercedes and Hamilton haven't been leading. And this must be the first time Red Bull have been leading since it's probably Vettel. 2013. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, everyone went up a place when Leclerc was removed from pole. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we were gutted about that first that was, bit of drama, it was a, wasn't it? it? Was, yeah, it's gutting for him, isn't mm. it? But you sort of think he did slam it into the wall, and no no gearbox damage, but potentially when you the car's not running around the circuit, you can't really tell if there's going to be gearbox damage till it goes around, and then yeah, like I say, gone. until you put some load into it, you don't yeah. know whether whether there is an issue. So that's right. From, so we've got everyone's gone up a place off the start. Yeah, but they kept you, they kept that space free so they didn't move everybody up no they just kept just, that second just, position empty yep. which meant that potentially Bottas had that clear run into the first yep. corner but obviously and that's what he got Alonso made two places immediately before the end of the first lap and other than that it was just your strategic Grand Prix yeah a couple of good pits you know again Mercedes two total cock-ups obviously with a race strategy and then then a wheelnut issue but for Perez to sort of leapfrog if you like and go up um, it just closed everything up. Vettel, sterling effort from that guy. He was strong all weekend, to be honest, and he, he's had a real hard time adapting to the Aston Martin or he seems to have perhaps found form. Mm. Um, maybe not. Maybe he was just lucky at Monaco, like Ferrari seemed to have been on pace, but he is um, a real good race from him. You know, I was quite solid with that. You know, yeah. we come out of the pits, Gasly, Hamilton and Toe up the hill, three of them up the hill, and he's just, yeah, he just had a... Driver of the day, wasn't he? Yeah, he um, was driver of the day. And, and quite rightly fifth. so. Yeah, no, he was. Great effort, great effort from him. Fifth um, place is, is, that's huge. That's yeah. huge from from where he's been. It's two from the podium. So oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's really big because that's his first points as well this season, isn't it? Yeah. So he's been unfortunate. We talk, we talk about Monaco being quite boring, but what it is is something completely different on the calendar. Yeah. It's not, it's very difficult to overtake, but... It's a big challenge for yeah. seventy-eight laps. Seventy-eight laps of pure keep, concentration. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you are you are inches from the from the barriers. You noticed there was one of those team radios that said people are starting to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the fatigue's going to kick in. Yeah. I think I saw. It, I believe it was Alonso who said that one lap around Monaco is like twenty around another circuit. The mm-hmm. concentration is intense. So, yeah. You know, when you're fifty or sixty in, you really got to be. I don't know, seeing some weird things. Center famously had an accident once where he just crashed seemingly for no reason mm. you know we've seen it many a time you just you snooze for one second and then you're in the wall aren't you yeah. so yeah as we saw with yeah. the clerk in qualifying and that's exactly, over one lap yeah and it, it can be boring but what it does is it mixes up the field and and does what it's done now we've got yeah. a new leader in the constructors and and in the drivers tables and and you know just is it a little shake up on the grid i i do believe that obviously with Ferrari showing pace, what it does is it cancels out some of the raw pace that certain car manufacturers have. Yeah. And what it also shows is the drivers that are incredibly experienced, 
and good races yeah. start shining because if you haven't had experience around Monaco, you can come yeah. unstuck quite quickly. Yeah, and and even in in a in a Formula One car because Mick Schumacher had a couple of incidents. Um, we monitored the car both times pretty much. Yeah, but he's been around Monaco before, so it's it's it is a step up from Formula Two to Formula One. Absolutely, and, yeah. and it makes a difference. And yes, it certainly does. It does. Yeah, but you know, solid from him. It's a good little overtake on his teammate. Yeah, he, he's he's retrieved it well. I mean, because it must put you in a certain element of pressure too. You know, I quite often, or in rugby, you know, most sports have said redhead, where someone just gets pessimistic, negative, and concerned. They put excess pressure on themselves. Perhaps you're seeing that from Ricardo. And when you make a mistake like what Mick did, you you know you sort of think, you know, God, I, I really need to. It does something to you. It's hard to relax and focus and just get on with your job now when you know and you've just cost your team a lot of money, mm. especially in a salary cap. I saw, uh, I believe it was motorsport.com, don't quote me on that, it was one of our fellow fellow podcasters said that Mick's bill was £500,000, which is a lot of money to a team like Hess in one weekend. Mm. Um, you can't really focus. I mean, I don't know if he knows the damage at the time, but, yeah, he has – then had a solid race. Where did he finish in the end, Mick Schumacher? He finished down in 18th place, obviously last, because we've got two retirements, Mr. Charlie Leclerc. Did he, fi- he finished behind his teammate? Bottas. I didn't realise that. For the first time. Wow. Well done, Nikita. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that. So I don't know where Mazepin's got him back. He must have been in the pit stops. Probably. Yeah. You know, that's usually where... We've we seen a couple of good pit stops and then, yeah, as as we know, a couple of poor ones. Um mm. But all in all, I really enjoyed the race because I think, again, I haven't been able to witness it. I've been on the road, so I've had to listen to it on, on the radio. And for the first time ever, it was actually really exciting. It was action-packed, but, you know, the, the TV audience obviously got a little bored at times for seeing the same things. Wrong camera angles, you know. The, probably the most exciting part, Vettel coming out of the pit, Gasly coming up the hill, and Lewis, I think you guys had to... Yeah. Where we jumped to Perez's pit stop. <laughs> yeah, where we don't. And, and even yeah. Brundle's, even Brundle and Crofty just said, you know, "Where are you going? No, yeah. no, no. We need to yeah. right at the right yeah. moment. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So again, maybe we need some sort of a, uh, you know, we need an adjustment in the uh, tire wheel gun department in the team Mercedes, and also perhaps uh, the race camera director mm. needs to you know focus on what's going on. Also, the commentary. You know, I, I heard and. Verstappen in one, signs in two, and in seventh, Lewis Hamilton. Well, who the fuck's in third and fourth? Mm. <laughs> no, today we don't care about Lewis, unfortunately. It's not his day. No. Let's talk about the other guys. Norris and, you know, mm. Perez. Vettel. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But you're right. It was a boring race to watch. However, we have more talking points from that race today than any other race we've had all season. Yeah. And what was also boring about it no safety car of all the races this season. <laughs> the first one we don't have a safety car, and it's the highest potential. Yes, yeah. owner of a safety car. There, yeah. you know, um, what Absolutely. was it? Ninety percent chance of a, a safety car and a sixty percent chance of a virtual safety car. Yes, neither. Yes, but not only that. Not only did we not have any safety cars, we didn't even have a yellow flag waved in any sector <laughs> throughout the seventy-eight laps, <laughs> and that's why it was boring. Right, because Monaco can bring up some drama. If we have some yeah. some incidences, uh, that all the instances had happened pre-race, 
in the pits yeah. or after the race. Right. So, and that moves us on to Valtteri Bottas because we have to talk about that. Yeah, I'm gutted for him, it's, and I've given gutted. him a bit of stick yeah. on the on the show because I don't think that he has been quick enough. But this weekend, he's been the number one Mercedes driver. Was going, he was looking like a second place position for yeah. him. I don't think he was under threat from signs. I don't think he was threatening Max for first position. However, a second place yeah. for him, particularly in a Mercedes car that has not been as good this weekend as the Ferraris. And yet again, that arsehole on the right hand front wheel it's gun. It's the same guy. <laughs> I, I d- look, we don't know. We don't know if, if that wheel gun, you know, it was faulty or whatever, but. <laughs> Why is it always, always the same place? We, we had it with Ferrari last year, and I, I made a comment to you yesterday on the phone, you know, are we using different wheel guns? Because I don't remember, you know, five, ten years ago that we had all of this right wheel or left wheel or any wheel issues. Well, we, uh, we used to have a lot more wheels not being fitted. They would come off on the race. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't not be able to get them off. They would just yeah. come off. But, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. and. And like you say, he's he's had a sterling race. He's got within two seconds, three seconds. He's been there. We saw after his retirement that there wasn't really anyone getting that closer. Signs tried. Blew his tyres a little bit, had to back off, then there was a seven-second gap. He's probably, like you say, not under threat to Max, but he's not under threat. It was a, it was a certain second position for yeah. him that day. And, and for a car that clearly struggles when it's stuck behind another car, mm-hmm. we saw that with Lewis, he... Usually is pretty sterling if he's if he's down the field to get that thing out of the way, get it up the front and get it in front, and then he's off. Yeah, but it just doesn't bode well sitting behind another vehicle, does it? Not behind another vehicle, not behind a, another vehicle in Monaco, and and Bottas, you know, has really suffered today. Mercedes have had a weekend to forget. Yeah, you know, Saturday was was not ideal. Lewis, too many beers Friday night, I think. And, uh, <laughs> and perhaps a kebab, you know, a plant-friendly kebab. We've seen a couple of social media posts yeah, where he clearly seems under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> we think he does anyway. A few beers. Oh, effing and jeffing. But, uh, and, and then something about sucking balls. Sucking or balls yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uncharacteristic yeah. of you, man. But he's, but, uh, uh, yeah. But I mean, for again, him, he, he everyone went up a place with, with Charlie. Yeah. You know, and uh, so Lewis has gone from seventh to sixth. Back down to seventh, which I was very surprised because that's where he finished in the race. And I'm yeah. like, wow, everyone else kept a place or made places. Yeah. And, so, yeah, it's just one he wants to forget too. Mercedes want to scrub the whole so. weekend. Yeah. And poor old Ricardo. Well, strategy-wise, what I was expecting from Mercedes and was quite surprised when he was the first one to pit, I was expecting them to go long, let people pit, and give him some clean air to pump some lap times in. Yeah, they brought him in first. So, right? Why? What for? What? Because all you're doing yeah. is bringing him back into more traffic. Yeah. And the reason that he obviously gained a place from Leclerc but lost a place yeah. is because Perez had really those Red Bull boys, top marks, mm. top boys. They, uh, they, yeah. they Mercedes great. needed to do what Red Bull did with Perez. Yes, and that's I mean a, that's what I was the saying, week yeah. before or the week of between Portimao and and Monaco. Yeah, we saw an amazing video of the team strategy in um, Spain. Yeah, Spain. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, we saw an amazing video of the team strategy and adjusting yeah. it. So, was that Mercedes strategy 
from the start, or did they adjust it without Lewis's knowledge last minute? Was he because expe- he's gone out to conserve the tie? He's been a bit slow. He's kept a decent gap because when they started to break away, you saw a little bit of a decent gap between sixth, uh, fifth, and sixth position. But you've seen a big gap increasing, and, and there was a pit window opening. But Lewis was maintaining a sort of a four or five second or three to four second gap between the man in front. Obviously not getting too close to burn off any tyres for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, he's obviously clearly frustrated. He was very frustrated and with would, him on the It team. would piss you off because this is potentially could have at the end of the year cost him his championship. Both championships. <laughs> with these mistakes, not on just Hamilton, both him them, him and Valtteri, yeah. this... This sort of stuff will punish. They will be punished oh, for this. Valtteri went in into this weekend in third position, and now yeah. Norris has overtaken him. Yeah. So Mercedes, um, and again, we talked about this yesterday with when we had a, a debrief, and uh, and we 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 were talking about how Mercedes cannot make these mistakes. No, they can't. Now that they have Red Bull as serious contenders, the first time since 2018 that yeah. they have had a serious contender for their. Constructors Championship. Yeah. Put the driver's side of cha- drivers' championship to one side. Mercedes are there to win the constructors, yeah. and the constructors first and foremost. And I think and, you know, and they 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 are not going to win it with decisions like this. No. And I mean, Toto Wolff, you know, he he's he's obviously great at what he does. He's been very successful, but he seems to be spending far too much time on this flexi wing of Red Bull, and not enough time kicking the ass of his mechanics. Mm. It's not the flexi wing on the Red Bull that's cost him that last race. It's his strategist yes, and his pit crew, period. Stop trying to pass the buck on someone else. Remove your focus off the fucking flexi wing of Red Bull. It's not flexing. You're seeing things. And focus on your team. And stop making excuses when shit goes wrong. <laughs> you know, seriously. I, well, it's flexing, but so are the other yeah, nine cars yeah, on there. Because they're all, all moving. Flexing. Everything's energy. Yeah. They're going very fast. Yeah. The great red knots. And if it's flexing, it's flexing. Yeah, it's like flapping like a pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, there, there is probably a little bit more flex in theirs. Well, I, then I, flex theirs. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, you had Das yeah. last year. So what are you complaining <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah, she's always, oh, you know, it's unfair. We we, we have, uh, you know, we haven't come up with something for the yeah. first time. Well, yeah, yeah, and 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 Red Bull are the same. When yeah. when Mercedes have something, Red Bull are whinging. When Red Bull have yeah. something, Mercedes are whinging. That's Formula One. Yeah, but but just get on with it. Yeah, get on with the race. We're sick Either, of this crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get on with it and ignore it and get on and focus on your car <laughs> or copy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got two options, and then shut up and carry on. Yeah. Yes. But uh, there you yeah. go, Mr. Wolf. I hope bad, you're listening. Bad weekend for Mercedes for sure. We'll move on, and uh, and hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be saying to those strategists, "Well done, great job!" Like we did in Spain. We'll, we'll next yeah, week. Look, best strategists. They, yeah, he's gone from he's gone from hero to zero in one week, yeah. hasn't he? Really, he has. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they have. Yeah, definitely. For so. the people who don't know, the strategist does he work for both Veltri? And Hamilton, or do they have separate? Strategies? No, they have. They have. Yeah, they have uh, race engineers. They have one each. Yep. So they have their separate, separate right. teams. Cool. I believe. There Maybe. you go. Don't know. Perhaps Mercedes need to replace two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just 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 that <laughs> wheel man. I mean, he <laughs> must wheel, be on his. He must be on his final written warning. The wheel man is under scrutiny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. You know. No. In in fairness, I think there was an issue with that with that gun. Uh, when you saw the slow replays on TV, you could see shards of metal coming off. So basically, it, it the, the the piece within the gun had had broken off and was on the nut. Yeah. So we couldn't see like we did on the old fashioned days, just get the big hammer out and whack it off. It was it was done for. 
I don't think I have ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that in Formula One. And not so many times, just the wheel issues, but I'm still convinced George Russell's potentially got this guy on a payroll. I'll give you 10% of my salary if you really do your best to mess Bottas up out of that seat. Well, maybe when he got, went into the pits, he lifted his helmet, it was Roman Grosjean. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. But So we were talking about what Hamilton should have done, which is what Perez did, which was stay out. And as soon as he stayed out, he had clear air. Max got out of his way and he just pumped in lap times. I think it was two, three seconds quicker than anybody else. And he's jumped up to fourth. Could have got third position. If it was any other track, he definitely would would have done. But I think we're both quite pleased that Norris has stayed Norris is, in third. Yeah, you sort of want Perez to get up there for the sake of him, yeah. but you wanted Norris. And I think, you know, any other track... Potentially, he might have got him. Yeah, you know, definitely would. Have. There was only a couple of times where there was a bit of a threat. Norris it sounded was, like on the radio, but uh, yeah. Norris was struggling. Norris right. was struggling. What you were saying earlier about uh, team radio concentrate. This is where mistakes happen. That was that was Lando that, Norris. That was actually yeah. yeah. So and and that's where mistakes can happen. Good concentration, bad tires at the time, but he's brought it home in third position and. What a weekend to do it with that livery. I mean, yeah. we were gushing over that. Surely that livery has to stay. Oh, I mean, we need to talk to. about that livery. How great. I mean, you give that, you know, you're very harsh on livery ratings. I mean, I quite often people I give sometimes in exceptional circumstances an 11 out of 10. I think the highest for Reese has been like an 8. Yeah. <laughs> so critical. You mm-hmm. gave that a 10. I gave that a 10. Full marks. Yes. Yeah. cracking, cracking livery. And surely they've got to keep that. The, the car was brilliant. The race suits looked good. Yep. Look brilliant as well, and the helmets yeah. look pretty cool. They, yeah, probably Ricardo's potentially cooler. It's just very also, old. Yeah. Norris probably feeling like it's good luck livery. Ricardo not so much. No, no, no. You got <laughs> to feel for. Let's Ricardo. talk about Ricardo a little bit because he's he's quite good around that circuit, and he's a good driver. You know, but he's seemingly struggling to adapt to the McLaren. Yes, he is, and we know he's we know he's better than this. Yeah. We definitely do. So how many times has he polled at Monaco? Uh, I believe twice. And he's won once. Yes. So uh, was it 18 uh, he won? Yeah, I think it was 18 that he won because 19 and 20 he went to Renault, didn't he? So 18 he won. Yep. And But the year before he was pole, he was winning. He had a very, very slow stop. Another wheel man. Oh, no, no, they didn't have the tyres ready for him. Right. So they had the wrong tyres. Still tires. a wheel issue. Yes. They need to really so get this wheel stuff into no, gear. No, you know, they've got one job all weekend. <laughs> one it. job. Sometimes and potentially two. They, yeah, potentially they only stop. have to do that one job a couple of times. Once, like, once most yeah. weekends, sometimes we may have to ask you twice if that's okay. Perhaps the wheel gun guy's experiencing this redhead that I was talking <laughs> yeah. about earlier. He's thinking, you know, I really can't fuck this up again. Oh, God, I fucked it up. But he, he was he was so gutted that he didn't win Monaco that, that year. Right. And he so deserved it. So he could have been a two-time world champion. Uh, two-time world champion. Two, <laughs> well, he could have been. He could have, well, he could have been. Um, he, he could have been a two-time Monaco winner, which would have been huge, which would have also meant that Hamilton would have been a two-time Monaco winner, not a three-time. But he, he is still a Monaco winner. He I saw a stat on this. He has had more points around Monaco than any other racetrack on the calendar. Right, Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo. Right. That's how successful he is around there. He is really struggling with this car. 
It is very unlike him. He is a quality driver. And let's not forget, there was potential in 2018 that he was pushing for a world championship. Yeah. Unfortunately, Red Bull weren't quite good enough. The car wasn't there, but he certainly was. Yeah. Unfortunate. And there we have the power of a career decision too. Mm. You know, a double champ like Alonso making a probably a bad move, fished over to McLaren in 2007, come to me, get the yeah. big bucks, baited with his hero Senna. And since then he's gone to Ferrari, the prancing horse successful, been unlucky, gone back to McLaren, probably the worst thing he could have done. But then Lewis potentially maybe stayed at McLaren too long after winning a championship and hoped that he'd get another one. Yeah. He's he's taken the courageous step to move to Mercedes and it's worked. Look what's happened. Yeah. Has, is Ricardo making this, if you like, career suicide? What what we need to remember with Lewis Hamilton, and we mustn't forget when it comes to next year, Lewis Hamilton made a choice to leave McLaren and go to Mercedes, which was, at the time, seen as a step down. Yeah, crazy. And, and also, everyone said he's just going for money. He has no ambition to win any world championships. That's why he's going to Mercedes. It was very wrong of the critics oh, to say. It was It was ever at the time. You could and see his ambition when he came in to take on a, a double world champ. And let's, he not, let's not forget that he was there for 13. Let's bed into, into the team. 14, he's clearly seen what potential it has with new regulation. Yep. So that could have well been the same thing that Ricardo could have been doing in 19. Well, and experience now because we're going to need new regulations went, next year. This is what I'm saying. Yep. So in, he was moving to Renault. Renault yep. could have sold him this big idea that when the new regulations come in, because I think they were supposed to start this year anyway, weren't they? But COVID had pushed them back a year. Yep. Um, come in, get yourself settled in the team. We have a championship winning car, we believe, in these new regulations. Ricardo hasn't worked out. He's shipped, He's moved himself on to, to McLaren. Alonso's come in. Let's not, let's hope Alonso hasn't been sold that same dream as uh, wow. as Ricardo. But he 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 went to Renault with promise. There is yeah. always a potential with with something like this, and in particular with Renault, what you tend to find is the car manufacturer. Um, so Mercedes, the Ferrari, they are the dominant teams. Yeah, the the works teams are the dominant teams. The customer cars are not so yeah. um where really renault should be right up there yeah. being the works team uh obviously it's turning to alpine now but it is the renault it's still renault still it's renault. Alpine, renault so that would have been i would say that's probably the safest move and the right move to to make it hasn't worked out he's gone to mclaren he's now got a car that is the third best on the grid but he just cannot he cannot get it together. It's it's early days from isn't it? You know, we, we can't be too critical of both Ricardo and Alonso. I mean, history's uh, repeated itself. Mm. Te- ten years ago, yeah. we had the same podium finish. You've probably seen the most latest post of ours. But McLaren have a history of poaching successful Renault drivers mm. and baiting them with big bucks. Yeah. Has this happened to Ricardo like it happened to Alonso? Yeah. Um, and again... You know, in Alonso's defence, the guy who is already at the team gels well with the car. The newcomer, the new guy coming in, always seems to take a good half a season to adapt. We've seen that with Ricardo. We're seeing it, I think, with Alonso. We've seen it with Ocon. 
We saw it with Ocon last yeah. year. Perez this year. Yeah. The only person we haven't seen it from this year is Carlos Sainz. Right, who's done a great job. Yes. And Vettel's now seemingly got his act together. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully this is a call we hoping for, for. What, what This needs to be for Vettel. This needs to be the, the spark and the fire lit within his belly to now push on. Because we know... Oh, no disrespect. He's got the gear. He can drive it. Yeah, there's no <laughs> disrespect to Lance Stroll. He is heads and shoulders above Lance Stroll as far as a driver is concerned. Yeah. That's no disrespect to him, but we're talking about a four-time world champion yeah. and and Lance Stroll. And I so. think we see that as well. I mean, with Ricardo, one would assume that Ricardo's probably, he's got more experience than Norris. Yes. Again, you know, we were only saying in probably the third podcast that Alonso is of a different calibre of driver to Ocon. Yeah. But again, you know, Ocon's been there, he's gelled into this car, Alonso's struggling. Out of all the newcomers to, to change teams, Sainz not had the issue, like you say. Vettel's now, hopingly, up to speed. Now hopefully. we're just waiting on Ricardo and Alonso. Yeah. Um, and um, then the newcomers like Mick Schumacher, to, you know, he's doing the best he can with a, with a, with a poor car. Yeah, yeah. And, and Perez, we're, we're hoping for, for a little bit more from him. Yeah. So, yes, the new drivers are struggling. As we say, Carlos Sainz hasn't. He had mentioned... In the last six years, he's changed race teams. He's 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 worked for four different racing teams within. Yeah, look F1. at his adaptability. Yep, and every time, <laughs> every time, he says that you have to change. It's like a brand new formula. Yeah, which is a big step. That is, yeah, yeah. But he knows how to adapt, which is great. It, I think, it just shows the talent. And um, again, we've been we've been talking about this in our race debrief that. My God, if he was still at Red Bull, right? If he had moved to, sorry, if he's still at, if he was still at the Red Bull family, if he had stepped up rather than moving to Renault, I think in twenty seventeen um, or twenty eighteen, I think it might have been twenty eighteen actually. If he'd stayed with Toro Rosso one more year, or they maybe made that move to Red Bull when Daniel Ricciardo left at the end of eighteen. We would have Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, sorry, Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz in that Red Bull. Yeah, I tell you what, it would have been a much closer constructors championship last year. And Max has only struggled against Carlos Sainz in Formula One. There you go. And there wouldn't be so much attention on Max Verstappen should Sainz be there. Look how well he's doing in a car that you know he's had to change so many times. Imagine him sitting in this car for five seasons. He's there, you know. Yeah. I, I think he's just as good a driver as Max Verstappen. I just think Max Verstappen so. has a better car. But, you know, hopefully this is Ferrari getting up to speed too because it's, it's really nice to see those guys back. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate about Leclerc. And again, um, when Carlos Sainz found out that he's now, you know, Leclerc's not on pole, it transfers – the responsibility, and it puts a lot of weight on his shoulders. So now he's, oh, I'm the only car on the grid. I, I must finish, and I must finish on this podium to get some points. So, look, he's done a cracking job. Yeah. You know, if, if it wasn't Vettel who was driver of the day, I would have gone for Carlos Sainz. I, I would have done. And, and yeah, I th- there was there was quite a few. I mean, we'll go through the winners and losers, but there, there was there was a few great drives today, great, great drives. There wasn't too many bad ones. There was just bad decisions on the pit wall. Yep. You know, out of the drivers, out of the drivers' hands, really. 
but uh, but Carlos Sainz, I think would have uh, would have got that for me if it wasn't for for Vettel. But I think fully fully agreed on that. So yes, it's certainly hotting up. Yeah, certainly hotting up. And I think that this is, as I said at the beginning, this was the perfect result going into the next race at Baku, which we believe that Red Bull will be strong at, but Mercedes will be back. I think McLaren will do very well here. Mm, They're a fast car. It is a fast car. And where we've had a DRS zone that has no impact at Monaco, you're now going to have a DRS zone at at Baku, mm. Azerbaijan, the European Grand Prix, a massive DRS zone, massive long straight. We'll see a few more overtakes. Good. Hopefully, Daniel Ricciardo's up to speed. Yes, and, and he will potentially. This will give him a lot of time to reflect. You know, just work out what's gone wrong. Some drivers just don't turn up for the weekend, so yeah, well, he felt that he didn't put in bad laps, and he was like, well, you know, what, what, what's going on here? But he's got. To be 1.2 seconds off of his teammate in a track like that, is, he probably feels it's unacceptable mm. too. But, you know, I think, you know, McLaren, they're going to be strong. And hopefully so. both those cars can get on a podium. Maybe it's not Ferrari's turn this week, but McLaren. Yes. To upset some apple that, cars. That would be... Uh, we just need a couple of more poor strategies from Mercedes to, yeah, just, yeah. to mix it all up here. I mean, what would be nice is if one race, Red Bull and McLaren... Uh, Red Bull and Mercedes are not on the podium at all. And it's, you know, Ferrari and McLaren. Well, that, uh, just going on to the podium then, that, that was, that was it was nice, like we said, particularly in Monaco, to have that Golf McLaren livery on the podium, that Ferrari red, and yeah. then the Red Bull in the middle as yeah. well. That was fine. It was a great podium. And I really didn't want Perez to get on that podium because I wanted to see Norris in particular. And I wanted to see McLaren yep. get that, but it was it was great. It was great for the season. It was great for the sport, and it's great for those guys. Yeah, and I love Norris and and Science. They've got a great relationship. You can te- you can see that they do, and, don't they? Uh, and and to see them do it together, it was uh, it was it was really really good. So I'm I'm really really pleased. Norris takes third back third in the championship, I believe. Yeah, he does. He is so. third on fifty six points. So really, really helped by Bottas not picking any points up this weekend. But you've got to be in it to win it, as we've said. Do. And uh, and and he's 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 there and he's picked up. I think that is that is his third podium. I believe that's his third podium in F one, which is great. Yeah, well done, sir. Well done, well done, sir. Yes, so. How the how the standings looking? So we've got Red Bull the lead, yep, uh, with Mercedes just behind, going into the next next race, and yep. and then we've got McLaren in third. So the standings again: Mercedes on one hundred and five, or oh, sorry, Max on one hundred and five, Hamilton on one hundred and one, and Norris on fifty six. Constructors: Red Bull on one hundred and forty nine, and one point behind one hundred and forty eight is Mercedes and McLaren. Third with 80 points. But, you know, a couple of podiums for McLaren can bring them right back into things, you know, potentially. Mm. So it's, you know, it's going to be exciting. We're only early in the season. We are. You know, we've still we got are. a lot of races yet. It's, and, this is exactly what we wanted. And, we, and we've seen this before how, you know, a, you know, was it Braun? 
was it Button when he won the championship? He, was it the first half or the second half of the season he won that? He won that in the first half. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. then not worth anything in the back. And if that happens, for some reason, it might not 10 years on, but if it does, it's going to open up a gate for particularly McLaren and Ferrari, mm. you know? Yeah. Yes, definitely. So, no, that's uh, that's good. That's good. So, tell me who who you thought were your your big winners and big losers of the of the weekend. So, big winners, obviously. <laughs> big winners going first. I mean, it's um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because it, it was so much drama going on. I would have said, obvious big winner is Max, huge big yeah. winner, and Carlos Sainz. Yes, I would have said Vettel's a big winner. Hundred percent, yeah. And I would have said, after a poor qualifying display, Alonso being able to make up those three places at Monaco, that makes him a winner. He's one place behind Daniel Ricciardo, which is strange because I would say that poor bugger, he's a loser of the week and he's lost out. He's not turned up to the track. Yeah. And it, it's it's a bit weird. Another loser, Charles Leclerc. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's heartbreaking. And Bottas, you know, another, you know, they're, they're the winners and losers that I would pick. Yeah, I would, exactly the same. I would just add Lewis Hamilton in there as well. Yeah, Big yeah. loser. Un- unfortunately, you know, and he's got to be screwing at that, you know, and he will be. I bet he's been talking sternly after a couple of shandies mm. to Toto Wolf saying, you know, about this contract renewal, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we Absolutely. might see him in that red race suit after all, you know. Well, I don't know. You've got Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz doing that. Well, that's Sterling it. Job, so, yeah. you know, um, so. Or back to McLaren, you know, which we've which we've flirted with. If you yeah. know Norris is screwing the nuts off that, doing well, but if Ricardo can't find form, there might be a change up. Mm-hmm. You know, people can uh, you know you can terminate contracts, and nothing's written in stone these days. No, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So. Any other drivers you want to mention? No, I, I, Gasly, Gasly's done well to put it in where he was. One ahead of Gasly, Hamilton. yeah, did did very well. He was very quick all weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. He did well. I think he's showing how much better he is than his teammate Yuki Tsunoda. Is a, diff- a weird one for me because he he looked like he had a lot of promise at the beginning of the season, but and and round there he made a couple lot. of faster slaps as well, didn't yeah, he? But it's just it's just not. I don't think he's he's. He's just settling down. Hopefully, he's just learning yeah. his craft. Well, he, 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 he was smoked he, by Alonso off that start hugely straight yeah. away, and you know he's put it down to no grip. But you've got to, that's down to experience. Yeah. Surely that's down to experience. Um, and so, the two Alfa Romeos they did well. Picked up yeah. some points today, so they yeah. did. They did well. Esteban Ocon again. He's 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 solid. They ha- they clearly haven't got the car, but he's picking up some points. And I know Alonso is close, but no cigar. I think Saturday is. Is is hindering Alonso more Hugely. than Sundays, um, and more but, than he's all right in practice. It yeah. seems too. It's just a quick. But if if I'm honest, you know, I've followed him a long time, and I was reminded on a podcast that I listened to today, it, qualifying has never been a strong point for him, right? Ever really? I mean, and he doesn't like starting from pole, mm. which is strange. Maybe again, just too much tension or pressure. But starting a race. He's a very strong point for him. Yeah. And we've seen that. And all of his starts, but he's made up places in, within the first corner of the first lap. Yeah. He just needs to get that qualifying in line. No sandwich bags. Mm. No wheel gun issues. And yeah. we might see him on a podium, we third place or pick, something. Has he picked, uh, he's picked up some points, I think, five points, I think. He's yeah. Out, so. Yeah, he's picked up a couple of points. He's retired from the first race. Yeah. He's obviously not done well here at Monaco. The, I think this is his 
it was no thirteenth, not his worst place. It, it was looking to be his worst down in seventeenth. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Nikita Mazepin, uh, is obviously outdriven his mate for yeah. the first time in the season. Do you so, know what? Yeah, we have to. We have to. I'm surprised he didn't spin or hit any walls. <laughs> he's he's again. He's settling down, getting his head down, and doing a job. So yeah, do, do you know what? Thumbs up to him yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't think he's you know mix. Mix had a worse weekend as far as much, much quite more. costly ones. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that that is good. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much where I would put it as well. So, c- congratulations to Vettel for driver of the day. Yeah, fastest course. lap did go to Lewis Hamilton. Um, he put on some softs near the end uh, to gain that fastest lap, and which I think extra point. Yeah, that 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 really was quite key when it comes to it, those those extra points. In races like that yep. are really important. They matter so. at the end of the season. You know, we've, we've seen men tie, uh, you know, well, he has before yeah. with Alonso. This was just about and to on say. count yeah. back, you know, it, it's so vital that, you know, and he obviously got the second 109 together with it just while we're on that topic. But because he won an extra race, yeah, that gave him the second place. So winning's important as well. And all those little points to, but imagine. <laughs> If you know, because we've talked about this, you're coming into the pit, you're going to change just to get that fastest lap, you're in a good position anyway, mm. and then the wheel gun. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. That, that's the risk. That is the risk they run. Uh, We're going to see it this season, I think. Max oh, will we, be going, and yeah, I'm winning anyway. I've got 30 seconds on. I'm going in for. Yeah. Bang. What? No, no. And could you imagine that happened on the last race of the season? Yeah, and Max is in the twenty, maybe twenty five points. Yep. he's winning, but he needs that one extra yeah. point to win the championship. And then something like that, and happens. he comes in for it. The wheel guns, they're not working. I boss. don't think you should ever take the risk for that if you're on a podium finish. No, you know, <laughs> if no. you lower down the points like Hamilton was, it was a no brainer. Yeah. Mercedes needed to get something yeah. from this weekend. They've got the one point. Yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a very bad weekend at the office for Mercedes. So they were just one they'd rather forget. What I would like to do is take that extra point scenario and theory, and if we put that onto, I don't know, the last 25, 30 years races, yeah, how they would have changed the outcome of the World Championship. Oh, that's gee, probably some yeah. – that's, that's going to have to be some uh, homework that I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but in particular, 2007, 2008 – the two yep. ones I'm thinking of would also Massa might... have won the world championship wow. in eight? Yep. Would would Hamilton, Alonso, or Massa won in 07? Instead of Raikkonen. Instead of Raikkonen. And, and we've got a couple of Ferrari Red Bulls there where Alonso finished in second close to Vettel. Yes. These and then you've also got um Rosberg and Hamilton through 14, 15, 16. Which was close. Yeah, Rosberg was consistently. Was yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something I might have to do. You should. In fact, uh, that is, you know, we will have a fun fact today, but next week we're going to have uh, oh, more fun facts. <laughs> Here we are. Right. Sweating again because <laughs> you've, you've, you've you. forgotten it, haven't you? Have you turned up again? No. No, fun no, fact? no, I have. I Tell have. You. And this is going to be your favourite because I know you like the topic of this. But we're not getting on to the topic of this. Okay. The, the fun fact is about halos. <sighs> Don't start, please. Right, you can have your moment. You can have your moment on one of our specials. We're, we're going to come to you and do some Operation F1 special if you're podcast doing, episodes. Oh, um, if, if we do a special on Halos, I'm not going to be on the podcast. Oh, I'll do it with my dad then. Yeah, I'll hand it over to GG Peak straight away. <laughs> um, right. Hi, GG. 
getting a bit hot. <laughs> Flustered at the yeah. thought of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably more so than that. That's a fun fact. Yeah. But right, let's hear it. Okay. Halos. The Halo safety device, which was put onto the cars from 2018. Aesthetically not as pleasing as their cars were before. However, due to safety reasons, which have come a long way in F1, uh, that they have been installed mandatory on all F1 cars. We see them also in F2 um, and all throughout motorsport now, uh, including Formula E. So it is rather controversial, um, but it's integrated into the car design so that hopefully we we barely see or notice that it is there. Um it has done its job very well. And at the Belgium Grand Prix, we can safely say it saved Charles Leclerc's life or at least a bad head injury. However, the fun fact for you um, is that do you know how much weight or pressure that a halo can take? The pressure of a dump truck. I did ton. Ton. That's a bit much. <laughs> Oh, you just bloody spoiled me there. <laughs> well, it can't take that much. No, no it what can't. can it take? <laughs> it can't take that much. Well, I don't want it then. Um, okay, uh, so it can survive an incredible five tons of weight. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for that fun fact. Um, and your second one, you promised everyone last week that you uh, had two. Uh yeah, well, it's been quite a long podcast, so I'm thinking that maybe we can save that. We'll roll that on for the next one. Right. And talking about next one, when is the next race? It is the 4th to the 6th of June, uh, race being on the 6th of June. But uh, how do you pronounce this Grand Prix? I thought it was going to be the European Grand Prix. Yeah, I, I've made a mistake. I, I thought it was It was when it first came onto the calendar, it was the European Grand Prix, but it's the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku. And so that is, we're looking at not this weekend, it's next weekend. So it's two weeks after Monaco. Right. It's a street circuit, but very different to Monaco. It is a new track. I remember when I first saw it, I was not a big fan, but I don't think there's been ever been a bad race there. So actually for the first time, I'm going to say I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I really am. Uh, coming off the back of Monaco, I'm looking forward to a few overtakes. It does have its dramas. A few of those to be is Ricardo, Ricardo going up the arse of Verstappen when they're both at Red Bull in 2018. Uh, Vettel crashing into Lewis twice, just smacking into him, if you remember. That was a, that was a <laughs> yeah, that's right. he, he just hit me. He come up alongside and hit me. Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? Brake testing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's uh, there's there's been a few. There has been a few. Right. First lap in 2018 as well. This uh, uh, is Alonso had when he was at McLaren. He had uh, a puncture, and he drove the whole lap. Yeah. And he a was sterling race sterling, as well because he, he went down to 17th and then climbed his way up to yeah. about seventh. Yeah, you know, he did. And that was that shows the colour of the bloke. Yes. Don't write that man off. Oh, sorry, no, we need it. We need off. to cut this off before. I tell you what, we should, you know, we, we start writing that other guy off. You know, finishing seventh place this weekend, unbelievable. But we won't talk about that. Tell you what, if he fucks up next week, <laughs> you don't even want to come into the podcast. No, no, no. Um, so that's uh, that's good. So yeah, we were, I'm really looking forward to that. 
Are you looking forward to yeah, it? Yeah, I am. Excellent. I am. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good. Nice little break, and then we're going to be back with you with a, another episode Excellent. of the podcast. So this one today, we must say, because we forget to say all the time, was uh, brought to you by Eastwood Studios, and uh, we'll give you a little bit about them now. Excellent. Now, Eastwood Studios is a recording studio on the outskirts of Milton Keynes. It's currently open for mixing and mastering, and you can find out more about their other services over on eastwoodstudios.co.uk. Right. Anything further you'd like to add, Inspector? Yes, there is. Go on. It's just about social media. Right. Because we're slowly but surely getting more likes and getting more following on social media. It seems to be going quite well. We try and keep you updated over, over the course of a race weekend. And if you don't know, it's at Operation F1 on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And I must say, we both need to get better on Twitter. Yes, we do. So while you're on the social media, actually, um, we're very active on on Instagram and Facebook and more so on Instagram. So Instagram might in the future have a little more content that Facebook doesn't have. We'll mix it around a little bit to to provide different platforms with different content. So if you want to come across or you want to see all that, follow us on both Instagram and Twitter as well as Facebook. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So the power of all the different social medias we've, we understand is – there's benefits for all of you to to follow us on all of yeah. the platforms. So, so if you're on all platforms, get following. Yeah, get following. So and talk s- to us. Talk to us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we ask a question. We'd like an answer. <laughs> um, no. So also just just remember to like and share and subscribe and rate the podcast. Uh, we're still on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Deezer, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Um, yeah, just 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 give us your support and uh, yeah, and look out as we say, look out for some special episodes coming your way. Yes, exactly. We've got a couple of great ideas, and we're going to give you yeah, just a sort of different format of a show. These are going to be exciting, so stay tuned. I mean, for me, that's a goodbye. Excellent goodbye. See you in, in two weeks. We will. That was Monaco, two thousand and twenty-one. was recorded at Eastwood Studios. Post-production was completed at MixMK. The sound recording is owned by Operation F1, a division of Operation Media Limited. The sound recording name and logo is protected, all rights reserved. Copyright 2021, Operation Media Limited.